Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 706, October 4, 2021. It was 89 degrees was the record high on this day. That happened in 1992, and it was 24 degrees in 1935. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I have had a tree hugged in my honor. Really? Mm -hmm. A sequoia. K.J. Albright sent pictures of... uh, the hugging. My son and I visited the giant forest in May. Pictures don't do it justice. Seeing those trees is as easy is an easy hike on a spring or fall day. Thanks for the show over the last 20 years. Keith from Woodbury. And uh, it's interesting because I have another email related to that. Uh, Dan writes, just a heads up for you and the boys about sequoias. The part of the forest life cycle you're missing is that they've been through many fires over the centuries. The big trees themselves are not threatened by these fires. The undergrowth may burn, but the big trees survive just fine. In fact, several conifer species need fire to release the seeds from their pine cones so they can land on the forest floor and germinate, thus uh, thus casting on the species. Maybe passing on the species? Feel free to check this out and Google. This is from Dan Schultz in Buckley, Washington. Far enough away from Seattle, but still have a brain and use it. Thank you. Isn't that great news? Wow. Stands to reason so, that these trees, if they're that old, have survived some fires. Mm-hmm. And God, by design, really uh, does a good job. We were it's at all in the plan. Itasca State Park over the weekend. Yeah. And it's cool to see when some of the trees get struck by lightning, the, the, the trail it leaves. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you'll note I'm wearing my uh, watch on my right wrist. Uh, I normally have it on my left wrist, but my left wrist is terribly swollen. Oh, no. Oh, you're not uh, from left-handed. A, no. another wasp situation. What? i got to tell you this story. I, I think I found out where Morgan Q.E. Wolf Slattery lives, oh. one of the Mysterians that we have cozied up to over the years. Mm-hmm. So I'm on a walk Saturday uh, between, I'm northbound on McAllister Street, and I'm about halfway between Randolph and St. Clair. All right. That was really neat. I love those fall days when you can hear a college football game and McAllister was at home. You could hear the loudspeaker mm-hmm. and the yeah. roar of the fans, however modestly that game was attended. And, <laughs> roar and, from McAllister might be overstating <laughs> it. You could hear some cheering. 38 okay. people yeah, right. on their feet. <laughs> so, so up ahead of me, I see two chairs have been brought out to the sidewalk. Uh, those kind of chairs you take to a, a kid's little league game, you know, you keep them in the your fold truck, up the fold-up chairs. Yeah. And there's a ding-ding piece of twine tied to one chair around a boulevard tree and then hooking up with the other chair. And I, I thought, all oh, kids are playing fort or something. And, and uh, I just kept walking. And there's a sign on, on one of the chairs, okay. hand, hand-lettered uh, ding-ding sign. And you, you have to come upon the sign in order to read it. In other words, the printing was not that big. You have to be right there to read the sign. The sign said, careful, aggressive wasps. Oh. And just Ooh. at that moment, they, they came up out of the sidewalk like a tornado cloud, and I turned as quick as I could, but two of them got me. One got me on the wrist, one got me on the back. Oh, wow. And hmm. uh, uh, so I got to thinking, 
I kept walking along and I said, who, who in their right mind would do that? Why wouldn't you go to Fratelloni's and get a can of wash spray and get rid of and it? And get rid of the yeah. damn nuisance. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Who at, would do that? Night. Morgan Chewy <laughs> Wolf Slattery. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. see what you're getting at. These are the same people that relocate spiders from their house to uh, the backyard. <laughs> well, this was the most euphorian thing I've ever seen. That's pretty bad. That's pretty. Isn't epic. that a definition of euphorian thinking? And, uh, but that <laughs> yeah. would be along the lines of Morgan Chewy Wolf Slattery. She, uh, didn't she... Uh, it was turtle crossing or turkey yeah, she, crossing. Tur- she or was something big like on that. turtles. But Joe, what, what can you possibly be thinking? They're pollinators, Joe. They're pollinators. Save the pollinators. Mm-hmm. I thought we we're supposed to save the bees, not the wasps. I'm pro bee. Don't kill bees. I'm all for that. But <laughs> no wasp is going to withstand my. I discovered wasps a month ago. I told you guys that, and mm-hmm. I got rid of them because they right. got me about six times. Yeah, they did. Well, wasps are different from honeybees. They, do wasps pollinate? Why don't you look that up? I got wasps, it. Don't all, wasps don't are all very in, important pollinators, according to the yeah. internet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All insects are pollinators. Yeah, because the they? pollen sticks to their bodies. Well, then yeah. it's moved from flower to flower. Well, then five Thank will get you. you ten. That euphorian, prematurely gray-haired, forty-two-year-old woman who lives there—I don't know what she is. I'm just being facetious. Uh, that must have been what she was thinking. She was preserving was a pollinating creature. Uh, and the hell with I'm, the little kids that walk by uh, and get stung 15 yeah, right, times. Right. I'm still killing the wasps. Me sorry. too. I don't mean, care if they no, these were, these were uh, Yeah, these were wasps. These weren't hornets. They're, and wasps are small. That thing got under my watch. Under wow. it. Yeah, that's, got well, me, and that's why it got mad. And uh, got me pretty good. <laughs> and I just think, what what is going through your mind, whoever lives there? Are you? It's just, You're out of your mind. It was, it was, the, it was a picture of euphoria. Yeah. It was just a picture and of don't they, You know, yeah. you think of yourself the life of a wasp. Because doesn't the wasp then know once he stings you, he or she stings you, he's he's done for, right? I don't know Toast. that that's true about wasps. Oh. I zoned out for a minute and didn't hear you. Are these the same people that uh, have a weeds in their front yard they don't mow because of the pollinators? No, because no, that's well, the same level people. All are welcome signs. No, it was well-kept property. You know, <laughs> but I just I just was, uh, I, I had to chortle. I was oh, chortling to myself. You're right. Unlike bees, yeah. wasps do not die after they sting. Actually, Damn. they can sting multiple times, mm-hmm. this being one of the reasons why yeah. they are so dangerous. They're mm-hmm. bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Kill them. So yeah. for Kill wasps, em. they're abdomen doesn't get ripped out when they do their stinger like the other bees. That's why they die. Well, what, whatever. What, let, let's not run this off the road. <laughs> right. the, uh, the observation is that struck me as very symptomatic of euphorian thinking. Uh, yeah. That would be top it's, five. Uh, yeah, that would. You be get right your can of carb cleaner, that big, big jumbo family size can of carb cleaner. You can get yourself a lighter, and you go to, town. And, go to town. And <laughs> those, those of us promote that with the those lighters. of us that grew up in the '80s remember live in the raw uh, wasp, which hits like wild child. I want to be somebody. You guys are familiar with the band Wasps. What happened to those big African bees (laughs) that we're supposed to zone in on? Killer murder hornets. They're out there. Murder hornets? You can get them. Okay. They're out in Seattle. I haven't seen much. You can get them. I mean, they're out there. John, they're still present, by the way, Wasps. They're still rocking since 1982. They they were never rocking. Sorry, Chris. (laughs) Um, I'm very late to the game, but I thoroughly enjoyed... Almost famous this weekend. I had never seen that movie. Yeah, that really? is a fun movie. Fun, yeah. Yeah. That was a fun Good movie. movie. Yeah. A little yeah. depressing at the end, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's got its ups and downs. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it is a good flick, though. Uh, 
both newspapers had words to the effect of regarding the Vikings. We have Monday Night Sports Talk coming up today, so I'm not going to spend time on the Vikings. But both uh, papers had words to the effect of, is it time to panic? And my answer was yes. <laughs> One and three? Yeah. 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 They're not very good. No. Wait, 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 though. They were close games. Uh, these were decided, and they played some pretty healthy teams. Right. And good, good teams win the close games. Well, okay. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I'm not that depressed, and I did invest the full amount of time. You how mean close waste. Did, how close <laughs> did Toronto come to being the wild card? John, very close. Yeah, John and I were just talking <laughs> about this. They won, uh, but they needed Boston to lose the game to... Four so what was it, John? A game one sixty three. It would have been a, yeah, game yeah. one sixty three. I love one sixty three. Yeah, and and the funny part is Toronto played very well going into the last two three weeks, and they they would be on a roll if they got in the playoffs. I yeah. think. And but I think it's fitting that the uh, it. I think it's fitting that the Cardinals for the way they've played got the wild card spot. Yeah, they um, deserve. What they win about a million in a row. Well, they had one point where it was at seventeen or eighteen. Seventeen. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Wow. That's Nineteen nice of their reward. last twenty two, they won. And one final note on football, uh-huh. I, I, that New England-Tampa game was kind of boring. I fell asleep at halftime. Was it really wasn't yeah. much I going didn't want on. to watch the, much of really it. The end was fun. Yeah. The end was fun if you made it to the end. I, I didn't did watch not, the first half. I did not half. make it to the end. I just watched the fourth quarter, and that was fun where they traded the lead a couple times. And, you know, and the guy missed a 56-yard field goal to end the game, So, and it boinked off the crossbar. So, Regarding, the, uh, <laughs> regarding our astonishment, Friday at discovering that there's a movement afoot to replace the bar exam for attorneys with some other means of testing or some other means of mentorship. And the uh, head of the uh, Hamlin Mitchell Law School thinks that the, uh, he just flat out said the bar exam is racist because it was created by white guys to keep uh, minorities out of the profession. And I talked to a number of lawyers over the weekend who said, hold up. Wait, wait a minute. minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Something, Something ain't right. right. When the bar exam was written over 100 years ago, there weren't enough black people around to worry about keeping them out of the profession. That's In true. other words, it, the creation of the bar exam had nothing to do with excluding anybody. Did it have to do There with, wasn't anybody to exclude. Did it have to do with testing you on your knowledge of the law? Yes. Okay, fair enough. All right, now let me read you a note from Matt. He's up on the range. Okay. Mayor, I, and the, the, uh, the, the subject line of his email says, Joe, you just don't see it. Uh, Mayor, I think we need to stop looking at these stories about the bar exam as a black and white issue. Replace the black or whatever color or oppressed cultural representative. Use that with student. Stop allowing them, the politicians and academics, to keep all of us divided. Media like yourself have the ability to minimize the attempt to sensationalize this news. I'm a bit upset about all of this. So my choice is to write, maybe not as well thought out as I could if I didn't have a bit of fire in my belly. What these officials are speaking about is what commonly happens with special ed students. I happen to know because I have two. I don't need to go into great detail about them. They don't show they know things in the same way everyone else can. So they test, they are tested in other ways still recognizing their ability to show their knowledge on the subject matter, but not just the same fill-in-the-bubble test that we are all familiar with. Now, I understand you believe that this story you're referring to is to be a lawyer, but isn't a lawyer in the great world of jobs essentially just another field of study? Say as a student, you don't do well with the aforementioned bubble test, but they can do the test orally. That is an accommodation in the world of academia. 
Some would, so, uh, same would be true if this student were blind and the test isn't in Braille. I really enjoy your show, I do, but your inability to see beyond the end of your nose sometimes really gets the blood boiling, if you know what I mean. I'm not <laughs> sure what else I can say here other than I really hope you read this and can, and can interpret what I'm trying to say. I know it's not newspaper quality, as your patience with someone's writing like mine has got to get you going sometimes. Good luck, Matt on the range. Oh, I, I think I understand what Matt is saying. Yeah, I think he makes a good point uh, about the, both the bar and you. Well, I, I, I resent the idea that he thinks I don't think beyond the end of my nose. <laughs> I, I try to think beyond the kind end of, of my nose. Shot. Yeah, it was a nice shot. I, but I... I, I uh, you got to him, Matt. <laughs> no, I still think that it's it's folly to, for that dean uh, of the uh, Hamlin Mitchell to say this flat out is a racist test. I think that's absurd. Mm-hmm. I think it's absurd. Now, if you want to argue with me that there are other ways to determine, I even heard from a very successful longtime attorney, now retired, that he is understanding there's a movement afoot to not even have to go to law school to become a lawyer. Oh, sure. Why not? Oh. Wow, I want to hire him to defend me. <clears throat> so I get what you're saying, Matt. I, I think there are times when uh, like other, Felix Unger. other Felix, accommodations uh, yeah. have to, has to be made. I, I, I understand that, but I, I think what my focus was on uh, Friday was more my reaction to this false claim that the bar exam was uh, created specifically to exclude people. I reject that out of hand. And by the way, uh, I mentioned this to you, but I'll share with the audience. Uh, Kafi Matska will join us on Wednesdays. She's an African-American woman who has passed uh, bar exams in two states. Mm -hmm. In two states. Minnesota and Washington. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Paul writes, I've always thought it was too easy to become a lawyer. The evidence is that we have too many. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's a good point. <laughs> well, and he provides a website uh, that tells you per capita. The uh, U.S. Uh, has 1,143,358 lawyers with a population of, what, 300 million plus. Brazil has 571,000 lawyers with a population of 186 million. You go all the way down to France. Lawyers, 45,686 with a population of 64 million. So the U.S. leads the world in the number of attorneys per capita. Hmm. Then he said, I've thought that the number of times a person could take the bar should be limited. If you can't pass it in two tries, do something else, like go into politics. That doesn't seem to require any discernible skills. I'm looking to head up to Grunhofer's this weekend to pick up the scraps left over from Reaver's invasion. You really yeah. you, you you bought seven um, meatloafs. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's time for Reavers to come clean. <laughs> um, there's a, a little uh, little story it? Chris boss, needs to tell. Boss, I'll take care of the Grunhofer ad here for you. Okay. So um, Friday, that's I, and, Grunhofer's in Hugo and Forest Lake. By the way, and I had, I had not yet been to the new store, so I wanted to check out the Forest Lake Is location. That where you went? Yeah. And Kenny absolutely nailed it. Right. It's okay. If, get to the point. If you get are going point. up north for the weekend, like I was last <laughs> yeah. weekend. Yeah. A, you get Chris. your grunt. Yep. You got Chris. a quick trip right there. You can fuel up, and you got your booze just a couple doors down. That's it's perfect. Amazing. It's, it's perfect. Amazing. All right. 90, so Highway ninety seven. So, like, so I anyway. see the meatloaf uh, shelf. Yeah. And I counted eight. Right. On the shelf, and I went. You know what? I'll leave one. Okay. For the next your, GL well, that, that was, happens. That was kind of. Thank you I very much. So. <laughs> a warning had been issued. And a warning had been issued Monday. Keep in mind, mm-hmm. and we mentioned all week that I was going to make a run at some point last week. 
So Saturday night, I was preparing the feast. Here we go. For the this family. Is, you're all doing right? it all right at this point. And I had cooked the burgers for the kiddos. I had cooked the brats for everybody else. Some chicken that I bought. Fast yep. forward. Fast forward. Well, <laughs> me and the brother-in-law got after it a little bit. Saturday yeah. night, you're on the lake. It was a beautiful night. And uh, finally at about oh, 10.30, mm-hmm. I said, what happens? <laughs> oh, you, no. You What's that something? smell? What and that? I went, Oh, bleep. I left the meatloaf on the grill. It's now the size of a hockey puck. Right. But we weren't giving up hope because that's how dedicated we were to having that Grunhofer meatloaf. It's here. Let's take a stab at it. So we tried to chisel our way into that meatloaf. (laughs) And... uh, We took a couple of bites and I I think I think we ruined this one. I think Not gotta, what Spencer had intended. I think we got to put this one down for the count. So you wasted a meatloaf. I, so I, four or five hours on the grill—that's a no-no. You're doing it wrong. Right. Yeah, you're yeah. doing it all wrong. At that I might have overcooked it just a tad. That's Grunhofer's just uh, on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, <laughs> and the new store on Highway 97, just off 35E yep. in Forest Lake. Yeah, uh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gellers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S650 system inside my home. It made an absolute world of difference. It improved everything. Your 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 dishes, your your laundry, your showers, everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water. If you already have a water treatment system in your home, well, they can help you with service and repairs. They specialize in Connecticut products, but service many other major brands too. They can also help with salt delivery, filter changes, parts, repairs, and more. Give them them a shout today. You can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at hoffermanwater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Maple Grove Lock and Safe having a giant open house and sale starts this Friday the 8th, runs through... Uh, Next Friday, the 15th, big doings and party. That's this Saturday. Food starting at 11 a.m. until it's gone. Pulled pork, shredded chicken, beans, potato salad. You know the deal. Uh, Here's the important stuff. Sales. We're having an overstock sale on Centurion Series safes. Tactical 24s. John, turn your headphones down. I can hear myself. Uh, Ammo cans also on sale. Best prices of the year. No waiting. The safes are right there in stock, ready to rock. You can take them home. Uh, and uh, these safes, they've got to go because Rich, the owner, is making room for new stuff. Purchase a new CNN safe or tactical safe along with a, an accessory bundle, free installation, a, fi- a $50 savings. And the first five people who purchase CN24 loaded or tactical, they're going to draw on the spot for a gift card uh, worth $50, $75, or 100 bucks. It all starts next Friday. Uh, the big, big sale starts on Saturday, the food, all that. Uh, so be sure to be there. Uh, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in the Maple Grove. We continue to find examples of how the left hurts the very people they claim to be worried about. 
the salon in St. Paul is uh, going to crack down on tobacco sales to young people and other vulnerable groups. St. Paul City Council will soon vote on a sweeping anti-tobacco ordinance that would reduce the number of tobacco licenses available in the city, set a $10 minimum price for a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> and ban cigarette coupons and price promotions, including vaping coupons. Well, can they do that? Opponents from the retail industry and anti-tobacco advocates alike agree that the proposal likely would amount to the most aggressive tobacco sales restrictions in the country. That's, that's not their job, but I guess that horse left the barn years ago, right? It left the salon bar, yeah. barn door open, whatever that's saying And all the cats is. getting out with the air. <laughs> right. train left the station. Like We've been working on this for almost two years, said Jeannie Wiegum, president of the Association for Non-Smokers Minnesota. What started out primarily as a price discounting ordinance pretty much has become sort of an omnibus non-smoking ordinance. Some of it is pretty groundbreaking. <laughs> okay. Uh, but smokers are still going to smoke. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to change anything, but so, put you know, the you burden know, on poor people. You know what happens? Black um, market. Oh, no, I didn't think of that, actually. Oh, no, I was just thinking it's of people idea, that have... It's a great idea, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sell them uh, singles. Just well, sell one cigarette at a time. No, um, what happened in my case when I lived down there is I would go up to Shoreview, I think, is where I went. Yeah. To go get Shoreview. your smokes. In fact, Rook, yeah. there, there was yeah. a... There was a documentary on this with the black market and cigarettes. It was an undercover uh, police that was, officer. That was out of Detroit. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that the to the best of her research, only the cities of New York and Providence, Rhode Island, have gone so far as to ban <laughs> cigarette discounts or coupons. A popular sales lure used by established convenience store chains to draw customers. The St. Paul Ordinance goes even further by also banning coupons for vape products. The prospect of creating a minimum pack price of 10 bucks is likely to draw scrutiny from the retail industry, given that state law already sets minimum cost by brand and sub-brand. A lengthy state formula takes into account the manufacturer price, the cigarette stamp fee and sales tax, a wholesale cost of doing business, and the retail cost of doing business. Bruce Newstad, president of the Minnesota Retailers Association, uh, said the council proposal feels like an ill-timed ordinance given that stores have been impacted by recession, pandemic, and competition from online retailers on top of previous council restrictions against flavored tobacco sales. They do not trust people of color to make their own decisions. Yep. This is another example of the left telling black people you are less than. We don't trust you, and to keep you from smoking, we're going to raise the price to 10 bucks a pack. Well, you haven't accomplished anything, you morons. Right. No. no. I think the country's down to about 25% of the population still smokes, if I have my numbers correctly. And I don't think it's going to get lower than that. It's always going to be about 25%. So what are you busybodies doing trying to tell a gas station owner how to run his business? Well, this goes in line with everything else they're doing, Joe. These are the people that want to get rid of crops, uh, cops, excuse me, so the crime continues to sky rate. Uh, sky rate. Boy, I cannot talk today. Okay. Sky rate. Skyrocket sky <laughs> in poor neighborhoods. I'll be quiet now. Well, listen, I, listen to this treatment of black people. It's, it's just stereotypical. Liquor stores under the St. Paul ordinance would no longer be allowed to sell menthol tobacco products. What's wrong with the menthol? presumption being that black people, for some reason, smoke, oh, smoke menthol okay. cigarettes? Menthol, okay. yeah. no. I, that's well. First of all, my old man smoked menthol cigarettes, so that's so B as a P as a so, B as is an S. So did my dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, currently, my wife. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. Currently, 
Around 19% of adults around the world smoke tobacco. Mm-hmm. The percentage of adults worldwide who smoke tobacco has decreased in recent years and is expected to continue to, do, continue to do so. By 2030, it is estimated that 17% of the global population will smoke compared to 21% in 2015. So we know that this is going to sky rate. Okay. Sky rate. The ordinance would create two classes. <laughs> sky rate. I'm sorry. It's when you tell the current conditions of the sky. Now, I, uh, I also have a U.S. one. It says 14% of adults smoke. Really? Okay, mine was worldwide, so yours was yep. U.S. Yeah, the ordinance would create two classes or classifications of licenses to sell tobacco. The tobacco shop license would include convenience stores and grocers that sell tobacco products. The tobacco product shop license would be required of specialty stores where at least 90% of sales are of tobacco products. The total cap on the number of tobacco shop licenses would be 150, well below the 190 licenses in operation today. Existing license holders would not lose their licenses, but it would take years for a new license to become available. The number of tobacco product shops licenses would be capped at 25 compared to 39 now. And it goes on and on to tell us how virtuous they are and how they have your interests at heart. No, they don't. You are harming people who uh, struggle to buy a pack of cigarettes as it is. You're taking away where they can, you're raising the prices, and you're completely disavowing the reality that you have a constituency, whether it's 14% or 19%, who smoke and probably will continue to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, what, is their, what is their number? What, what, what's their number that, I'm at zero, obviously, but I mean, what is their number for, uh, why at $10? Why is $10 okay? Well, they just made it out of cold cloth. In the meantime, broken streetlights are laying on the curb. I just saw one today. So is this going to roll into other areas, too, like greasy foods? Are, are we going to start seeing well, that? Well, we did it already. We Remember, it was in New York. They wanted to ban the large sodas. I mean, we're seeing it all over yeah. the place. Oh, right. Large sodas. Big yeah. pop. The ordinance represents the latest salvo in the city's ongoing efforts to rein in the reach of tobacco retailers and the tobacco industry in general. As the federal government has cracked down on tobacco advertising targeted to young people, industry critics have chronicled an uptick. Foghorn that, please. Oh, that's right. That I can't stand that word. Uh, industry critics have chronicled, uh, and I'm going to say, increase in what they uh, deem surrogate efforts from fruit-flavored chewing tobacco to billboards advertising tobacco products in high-minority neighborhoods. Newstad said rather than impose new rules, retailers are calling for further study to see if existing Anti-tobacco ordinances are having the intended effect of reducing smoking. Uh, B as in B, S as in S. The council banned candy stores from selling candy-shaped cigarettes. Oh, right. Yep. That was in 2009. So as I said, the horses left the train station. And this is spreading, Joe. (laughs) Um, Entering suburbs now are doing the same thing, copying Minneapolis, like Roseville, uh, Richfield, and it's just it's slowly spreading outward to where the only place you're going to be able to buy anything with any freedom is on uh, an Indian reservation or a casino. I occasionally look at the uh, cigarette rack at the gas station, and I'm getting to the point where I don't really recognize many of the brands. Really? But where's the red pack of Pall Malls, and where's the little pack of Lucky Strikes? Because when uh, I have to break glass and smoke a Lucky, I want it to be LSMFT. You want to be Lucky the old strike school. means fine tobacco, <laughs> roasted. It's not the stuff they sweep up off the floor. <laughs> it's the real stuff, and I don't even see those anymore. Winston. Remember Winston or sure. Vantage? Marlboro, Winston. 
Parliament. Tastes good like a cigarette chef. That's right. yeah. Viceroy. Viceroy. Yeah. What'd your mom uh, what'd your mom smoke? Uh, Virginia Slims? Yep. And Benson and Hedges. One twenties? Oh, she had the hundreds, home. I mean? Yeah, I had to get them for her a couple times and then find her apartment. Yeah, when you drop them off. She's yeah. up there on the second floor, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I got them. I got you. I think you take a left. I got you. Oh, what God, number man. is she in? <laughs> you know, she's it's up you there. You can find there. it. I mean, she's I got there. Yeah. I got there. It was it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> oh, I love when you do crap like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of less than. Uh, Roman, this is from a Star Tribune piece. October 2nd. That's Saturday. I didn't see it in the Saturday paper. Uh... It's an AP piece that the Star Tribune must have picked up. Lifer, lifer, Roman Pomerang excitedly pointed to the bright yellow bird flirting through the brush. At just six years old, Roman, who has already been, who already identifies about 100 birds, added the Magnolia Warbler to his ever-growing list of birds spotted for the first time, or lifers. Roman may have been one of the younger birders at the BIPOC Birding Club of Wisconsin's third outing Sunday in Madison. BIPOC. That's, uh, what's B? By? By, uh, I- no, black. Black, black indigenous people That's, of color. Yes. Okay. Yep. Very right. good. Well, this little budding orthonologist can differentiate male and female wood ducks based on the whistle of their call and has seen about seven peregrine falcons. Uh, he knows more than all of the adults in our family. Roman's mother, Ashley Pomering, Pomerining, said he wants to be an orthonologist, so it's cool to see him connect with other birders, especially other birders of color. Sparking such aha moment is, is exactly what Jeff Galligan and Dexter Patterson created the BIPOC Birding Club. Both avid birders, Galligan and Patterson, were often only some of the only people of color at various birding events throughout Madison. Then on Juneteenth of this year, they got together and decided to form an organization dedicated to, make, to making birding more accessible. Hey. You how do you look do it? Up at that tree. Yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> uh, can you help me with that? I can't quite. How do you make birding sick? It's like leaf colors in the fall. It comes to you. Birding See, I voting. knew that's what I was that I was about to say that, Such, and I think that's where you might be wrong. I think the colors on the North Shore are far better than what you get, uh, like, say, on the Mississippi River Valley between Lake Street and Ford Parkway. They're plenty you, good enough for me. You take, okay, Ollie. You yeah. ta- take the drive, make the effort, you'll be surprised. And I think, I don't know, but I think it's the same thing with bird watching. Don't certain birds exist in certain areas? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I know. I get it. They host walks and all this BS. Big deal. <laughs> Well, you get sick of seeing the same old robin and blackbird and sparrow. I mean, come on. No, no. Hey, I'm a birder. You're pro-bird. I love birds. But I think this we're, we're jumping the shark again. Anybody who is down with equity and inclusion in the outdoors is welcome. What the hell? Yeah, I guess for all my life when I've seen a black guy looking at a bird, I say, hey, 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 knock that off. <laughs> what do you, you got doing? a license for that? You can't look at a bird. Do you have a license for that? <laughs> By the way, uh, you're not keeping with the theme of today's show. You said jumping the shark. We're trying to screw up our metaphors here on today's program. Oh. Yeah. Though still new, the club has already hosted three bird walks and plans to host at least one a month. The club also recently partnered with the Madison chapter of the Feminist Bird Club, 
for Swift Night Out, when more than 60 people gathered to watch hundreds of chimney swifts roost at dusk. The walks have drawn about 15 to 20 people of all ages, experience levels, and racial identities. Uh, anybody who is down with equity and inclusion in the outdoors is welcome, Galligan said. Up until a year ago, you just didn't see anything about black birders. So even if you like Bert, wasn't it a black birder who Central Park Karen hassled? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And she lost her yeah. job because yeah. of it. So even if you thought you liked birds, what are you going to do with that? Because nobody who looks like you is doing it. Wow. Wow. I don't know where to go with this. I can't take it. I can't believe it. I can take a side road from this one and tell you my birding story. Every Thursday or Friday, especially in the fall, I go out and uh, survey and uh, reconnoiter the uh, local potholes and lakes to see uh, which birds we're going to kill on Saturday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's different reasons to bird, isn't there? Yes. Very different yes. How do you yes. How do you have the gall or how do you have the mindset where you are going to conclude that black people have been excluded from birding. That, that can't be. That's like saying they're being excluded from breathing. <laughs> I mean, the birds are out there. They're everywhere. Anybody wants to can just stare at them, look at them. Mm -hmm. I agree that, the, uh, that uh, you know, you, if you've got some experts, they're going to lead you on a walk to see some rare birds. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they mean. I mean, you don't want to look at the same old you know, ghetto Robin and Cabrini Green every day of your life. Mm -hmm. You need some variety. Right. Well, you got it now. In Madison, Wisconsin, you can join a, a bird club that's dedicated to equity. <laughs> to get people outside. You can also be outside on your Bentelli e-bike from uh, EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. They got a supply of EcoFun Motorsports and a re uh, Bentelli e-bikes in a reverse supply chain problem. They also have all the gas-powered scooters that turn urban errands into adventures, full line of Yamaha products, sledding season coming up, youth recreational equipment, helmets, apparel, service. In fact, I got to call Tim and maybe see if he's still in the storage business and pick my uh, Yamaha up and take her up there for the winter and put her to bed. And then I need a new battery for next year. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I just soon have them do it, Kenny. It's it's fine with me. I know how to do it, but I, All right. I just think that's that cool. they can do it. You know what? EcoFund. You've hit that age. Yeah. You've hit that age. EcoFund, they're doing it all right. They do. EcoFund Motorsports is on the Highway of Love, Highway 61. It's right in downtown Forest Lake. Great people, great products. And the best thing is they're really the country's most knowledgeable people about the that five level of electric assist Bintelli e-bikes. So you will get the right fit. And you could have ridden along yesterday on the marathon route, mm -hmm. you know, or paralleled it somehow. And and uh, I have a son-in-law who did it in three hours, 10 minutes, and 18 seconds. Wow. And uh, my limited knowledge of marathon timing suggests to me that is a very accomplished that's, time. That's pretty well, The good. winner was 2.15 and the female was 2.45. Yep. He That's did Boston in 2013. Uh, not that I don't know about him, but I just learned that he did Boston uh, in under three hours in 2013. And shortly after he crossed the finish line, these the explosions rang wow. out in Boston. Yeah. What's his middle name? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what the hell I don't kind know. of question is that? <laughs> he said he just he was just bragging. He said, not that I don't know him or anything no, about I, him. I, I don't know what his name is. I think it's uh, John. Well, anyway, check it out. At, uh, <laughs> I thought you would know it. That's why I asked. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> David Lynch turn there. That was weird. <laughs> EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. 
Jesus Christ. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Zuchere. A brand new battery, a brand new starter, a whole bunch of sea foam, and that crappy old Suburban, wouldn't you know it, it fired right up, ran rough for about 10 minutes, and settled down and purred like a kitty getting a belly rub. Uh, not my words, but the words of yet another GLer with a hashtag Seafoam work story. And you know what? That's how it goes. Just when you think it'll never happen, when all hope is lost, Seafoam comes in and saves the day. Another success. Which leads me to wonder, is Seafoam deep creep sold by the gallon? I'm seriously thinking about rescuing an old Minneapolis Moline with a stuck motor and... I'm not sure what would I do. Pop the heads, clean it up, let deep creep soak in for a few weeks. Would it even take that long? Uh, am I asking myself these questions? Are you? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I do know that when hope is lost, before you invest in a lengthy overhaul and an even longer bill, give Seafoam a shot. It's good for what ails our cylinders. A local company available the world over. A wonderful product in a world of bad and neglected cylinders. Seafoam. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. you. Just catching up on the GL podcast and was listening to the uh, September 29 episode. I believe you added the word equity to the list of foghornable words. And with good reason, is that word is one of many being supremely overused in 2021. Is there any chance that one of the dum-dums could possibly create a list of words similar to the garage logic lexicon that are eligible for the foghorn? Since there are, unfortunately, too many to remember, it would be a handy reference. Furthermore, could the list be broken down into whether a word should receive a simple foghorn or whether it is so outrageous that it deserves the Duluth double? As a resident of Duluth, I'm ashamed of many of our so-called leaders, Emily Larson and her ilk, but I always smile and laugh when I hear the Duluth double foghorn. As a proud resident of Gumption County, I always expect the foghorn when I hear certain terms as you guys are discussing the topics of the day. Oops, can I say guys anymore? Not sure if I'll be canceled. I'm a male. I can't help it. Additionally, if I hear any overused or ridiculous words that might be good candidate for the Foghorn, I'd be happy to submit them for inclusion. Good luck. Frequent emailer Joe from Duluth. Well, that got me to, Thank you. to remember to bring in the book, Garage Logic, A Companion Guide to Life in the Radio Town. There is a Foghorn Dictionary at the oh, end good, of the book. Oh, good, because a list. Yeah. Foghornable word, any once perfectly useful word that has lost its original meaning due to the inability of opinion makers, politicians, and academics to speak plainly or with conviction, lest they be thought judgmental. These words, when heard by a garage logician, are foghorned as a warning that the English language is perilously close to dashing against the beachhead. Appropriate. This is the word that started it all. Right. Appropriate used to mean correct or acceptable, as in bond the two pieces of wood using the appropriate glue. Insidiously, it has replaced right, just as inappropriate has replaced wrong. And it goes on. I have the whole list here. Uh, body, image, bonding, bridge building, closure. You mean done? You don't, ever bring, you don't ever bring closure to the rebuilding of a small block Chevy V8, nor do you need closure at the end of a legislative session. You get done. A coalition, see community. Community. It's right up there with appropriate and inappropriate as the most foghornable word in the garage or anywhere. 
Community once meant your neighborhood or town. It is now the favorite word of any group of people who identify with each other for the purpose of sustaining what they believe to be victim status. A personal favorite, the Hollywood community. Right. The word is so widely distorted that virtually every mem- everybody is a member of a community, especially if they are looking for money. Cellists, ranchers, teachers, immigrants, marine scientists, global warming mongers. Note, there is no garage logic community. Uh, Diversity, empower, enable, facilitate, fair. To whom and who decides? Green, it used to mean a color. Now it means a lifestyle. Guzzle, what SUVs do to gasoline. Uh, Iconic, when used by critics to describe an artist or a performance, it means that you weren't smart enough to know that. (laughs) Inappropriate, see appropriate. Uh, Learner, level the playing field, model, nuance, nurture. Uh, partner, politically correct, and I say there is no such thing. Proactive, the advance warning that a politician intends to horn in early on. Scary, the word is now meaningless. Everything is scary. Traffic, rain, trans fats, barking dogs, secondhand smoke, gas guzzling SUVs. Self-esteem, an appraisal, usually false, of one's self-worth. Uh, share, skills, spew, sustainable. Uh, sustainable, anything favored by environmentalists to inhibit growth. Totally. See scary. Everything is totally validate and wellness. So um, totally back to and we Dude. have to add a couple. By the way, Dude. will you leave that so I can add that to the website? I wish you would. Yeah, I, I will do that. So we added a couple though in the, in the most recent couple of weeks. Opt, uptick, which we foghorned just yep. a few moments ago. Equity and reimagine. Reimagine. I we added yes. last, can you reimagine, or do you just imagine? Because that's the, the 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 speak that we're getting now from politicians relating to the, the police department. We're going to reimagine them. public safety. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, and in fact, Iconic is getting so bad that there is a um, there is a large media company, one that houses f- a few radio stations in town, that has a grand scale music festival okay, uh, okay. On, a, on an annual I basis. I, I, I th- think I know. I think I've narrowed this one down. In fact, the promo that runs for this particular music festival says the upcoming iconic music fest. Just the current. No, no, no. Oh. It's a different, different oh. uh, conglomerate across oh. town. Oh. But the point being. <laughs> The event hasn't happened, and we're calling it iconic. Iconic already. <laughs> Just buy it on eBay. That means nothing anymore because everything's iconic. What would be iconic in GL terms? Uh, Kenny. The, the four faces Kenny. at Mount Rushmore. <laughs> okay. You know, that would qualify. The Grand Canyon. There we go. Mm-hmm. Those are icons of Marvel. Uh Awesome should be added to the list. All right, it really should. Oh, you, you but cannot if you get a go, good sandwich, it's it's awesome. No, no, you can't go order a coffee or anything <laughs> right. at a place without right. the person going. Awesome, that'd be five fifty or I'm whatever. I'm guilty of awesome. I'm sorry. Well, it's oh, terrible because God. you know I always want to say to the look, this coffee's not awesome. The Grand Canyon is awesome. <laughs> How's this meatloaf? It's awesome. It well, it's, been, it's a little well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been had I not burnt the hell out of it. I want you to get this foghorn list yes. to the website. Please, yeah, please leave me. I don't think I have a copy well, of that, that book. That shocks me that you didn't buy a copy of the book. I think the book was uh, Probably published. shocks me that I didn't give you one. Well, that, that <laughs> too. Look what I just They're found everywhere. Oh, I had these from the... Uh, the fair. The fair. Yep. Yeah. There you go. It's a book about he was talking to his dad and he's doing a boat and... <laughs> And the book, of course, has the wonderful art of uh, Greg Holcomb. Who has Greg not Holcomb. checked in for quite some time. I wonder well, how he's Greg's enjoying doing. his retirement. Yeah, he retired early and yep. well. Yep. 
Uh, let's return with the John Heights newscast. All right, we can do that. Okay. Not working again. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. GLers, I want to tell you more about our friends at Mosaica Hard Surface. They are fantastic, and they specialize in the sourcing, supply, and installation of hard surface-based materials, you know, such as granite, marble, quartz for your kitchen, bath, fireplace, bar, outdoor kitchen, anywhere that you dream up, they will get it done, done right. But also, and here's the most important aspect, they will get it done under budget. Listen, Corey and Jay are the owners of Mosaica Hard Surface, and they are true GLers. There's a lot of people out there that are doing this, but I am here to tell you that they are the best. They have been around for over 20 years, and they do things the GL way, which means they only use the best materials. They custom cut everything in their state-of-the-art facility, and they also install everything themselves. Not everybody does that. Mosaica Hard Surface wants every single aspect of your project to be perfect. And Corey and his team really want to work with you. They have a new showroom on Marshall Avenue in St. Paul, so you can stop in and say hi. Or just call Corey directly and talk to him about your project at 651-242-0894. Or even better yet, just go to their website, mosaicahardsurface.com. That's M-O-S-A-I-C-A, hardsurface.com. And please tell them GL sent you. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Over the weekend, the state Republican Party chose David Hahn of Eden Prairie as its new chair. He will replace Jennifer Carnahan, who resigned from that post in August. Hahn's a former state senator who served as minority leader from 2013 to 17. He beat out Jerry Dettinger and Philip Parrish for the chairmanship. About 350 delegates in the Minnesota Republican Party Central Committee cast their vote Saturday at the Hopkins Center for the Arts, which is a wonderful place to see a concert. Just thought I'd throw that in. Han said the Republican Party needs strong leadership, says his experience will provide that for the party. The FBI in Minneapolis said agents have arrested three more Minnesotans on charges related to the January 6th ride at the U.S. Capitol. Isaac Westbury, Robert Westbury, and Aaron James, all from Lindstrom, were arrested Monday morning. A total of eight Minnesotans have now been arrested for their roles in the January 6th events. When the U.S. Capitol was overrun by a crowd of President Trump supporters as senators worked to certify the results of the 2020 election, a uh, Capitol grounds disorderly and disruptive conduct happened on the Capitol building and the grounds, according to authorities. After seven decades, now I'm not familiar with this place. I'm going to guess Rook is, and you probably are too, Joe. On St. Paul's East Side, a popular Italian-American restaurant closed its doors. The Dariette. Yeah. The I've been there many times. I've seen that, yeah. Been there many times. The Dariette Drive-In first opened in 1951. <laughs> Never since one family was behind all the success there. Uh, the big thing, Italiano sandwich, mm. their uh, popular sauce, and their hand-rolled meatballs. And great fried chicken. Yeah, very good. I, I know you're being truthful and honest because I know you, but when you say, I've been there many times, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't believe you. Oh, I have. Some, Seriously, I have. I, I know you have, yeah. and I do but it just makes it sound like, I don't know. Like right. I, it like sounds Bob like BS. I've been there many times. I've been there many times. It sounds like BS. Right. It's not, though. I've been there many times. <laughs> Angela Fita said on Saturday, she's the owner, we built a reputation on our recipes. If the sun was out, there'd be no place to park here, you know. It'd be packed. 
We turn not into just a neighborhood place, but a destination from all around. And as the last drive-in in in St. Paul, they experience another bittersweet one. But after Saturday, Angela Fita says uh, she packed it up, called at the right time, and said she spent a lot of time on her feet over the years. Not sure what she'll do now, but she said she'll enjoy it. Hmm. Rates for individuals who buy health insurance on Minsure, the state-run marketplace, will rise a bit between 4.3 and 11.3 percent, according to the Minnesota Department of Commerce. However, a lot of Minnesotans will ultimately pay less in premiums thanks to tax credits. From the American Rescue Plan passed by Congress in March, Minsure estimates families that buy insurance through the marketplace will save $684 on average. The (laughs) open enrollment period begins November 1st, runs through January 15th, 2022 individual health plan rates announced Friday are higher. The more modest increases the state experienced a year ago when rates rose between 0.67% and 4.21%. If, if your life isn't frustrating enough and uh, people just don't kick you in the crotch and slap you in the face enough, <laughs> you go ahead and try signing up for Minsure. Just give it a shot. Go ahead. I wow. dare you. There's a ringing endorsement. Huh? Right. Oh, boy. Don't. Uh, you know what? No, I'm not going to. No. no. He'll do Next anything to get the endorsement. No. Oh, my God. No. 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 Uh, I would love for them to come uh, knocking so I could punch him right in the nose. Okay. Oh, wow. Thanks for holding back. Uh, yeah. Here's, uh, here's something if you want to be afraid of something. China flew an unprecedented 52 warplanes into Taiwanese airspace Monday morning. Oh. That, that according to Taiwan's Ministry of Defense, marking a escalation as Beijing boasts of sending record numbers of attack aircraft at a time of heightened tensions. China's English-language Global Times, considered a mouthpiece of the Chinese Communist Party, confirmed the deployment and that the Chinese military set new records for the scale of the aerial provocations on both Friday and Saturday over the Taiwan Straits. The deployment comes at a time of rising tensions with growing Western concern that Beijing thinks now might be the time to try to annex the island nation. The deployment on Monday almost doubled the previous record before Friday of 28 aircraft flying into Taiwanese airspace that was set back in June. Is Taiwan the island that Hank Hank Johnson said was going to tip over? That was, that, Guam. Was, that, was that was Guam. Guam. That was Guam. Guam. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm not an expert on this, but that's bad. That's not a good thing. It's yeah. not a good thing we have going here. They're taking great license with, uh, yeah. with the yes. world. The son of a Swiss immigrant wants to make sure foreign-born students have a chance of going to college. The Twin Cities-based Schuler Education Foundation has pledged to make a $50 million grant that will fund Carleton College scholarships for low-income and immigrant students without legal status, provided the Northfield Liberal Arts College is able to raise the same amount dollar for dollar over the next five years. That would make it a $100 million endowment. It would be used to fund scholarships for high-achieving students through the foundation's Schuler Access Initiative. Jack Schuler is the co-founder and chairman of the Schuler Education Foundation. He said, what better investment could there be for this country than to invest in undocumented students? The 80-year-old Schuler is an emeritus trustee of the college and the parent of a Carleton graduate whose father made sure his kids all went to college, according to the press release. You know, one thing I'll never be, I just realized when you did this story, John. Huh. I never will be or have been a high-achieving student. <laughs> it's too late, isn't it? It's too late. I, that's, what? That, uh, you know, know what? You know what, though? You could go to law school now. Well, true. Yeah. I could be, not if I take the bar exam, I could be a high-achieving student. Right. 
What you're saying is that horse has left the open. Yeah, gate that ship or, is or uh, some, that ship is like running. I'm going to identify as a lawyer, <laughs> and I'm going to charge a thousand dollars an hour. There we go. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. That's your pronoun. Yeah. <laughs> lawyer. Counsel. 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 Counselor. <laughs> a data scientist who was revealed Sunday as the Facebook whistleblower says that whenever there was a conflict between the public good and what benefited the company, Facebook would choose its own interests. Frances Haugen was identified in a 60 Minutes interview as the woman who anonymously filed complaints with federal law enforcement that the company's own research shows how it magnifies hate and misinformation. Haugen worked at Google and Pinterest before joining Facebook in 2019, said she had asked to work in an area of the company that fights misinformation. She said Facebook over and over again has shown it chooses profit over safety. Haugen will testify before Congress this week, said she hopes that by coming forward, the government will put some regulations in place to govern Facebook's did, activities. Did any of you guys watch this piece last night? I, I did not. not. I, I, I did didn't not. either, but I did see some of the headlines and read some of the piece that came out of it. Um, John, did you watch it? You, no, okay. I did not. Because I guess the first thought that came to mind, and I don't know if you guys had the same reaction, this is an awfully brave woman mm-hmm. to go after this company mm-hmm. the way she just did. Yeah, I'll say. I think it might be time just to, to leave Facebook for me. Like, I've almost, I'm, almost reached If that. I did not have this job, I would have done it a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, well, I did it after one day. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, well. I like to be the contrarian. But that, it's not up today. But that's the problem. Is it, it? It is. I think. And you know what's funny? When John was reading that story, I wonder if that was awfully coincidental that Facebook has been down since this morning. When this somebody, sixty minutes, somebody took it down. Well, maybe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That sixty <laughs> yeah. minutes had this piece last night, and all of a sudden, Facebook and Instagram and a couple of other outlets are. Oh, we're just not working today. <laughs> but rookie, you sit around at home holding hands with the bride, watching the maskless dance fever. <laughs> Face uh, contest we box. Don't, we don't thing. always hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> These secret deals and hidden assets of some of the world's richest and most powerful people have been revealed in the biggest trove of leaked offshore data in history. Called the Pandora Papers, the cache includes 11.9 million files from companies hired by wealthy clients to create offshore structures and trusts in tax havens such as Panama, Dubai, Monaco, Switzerland, the Cayman Islands, and parts of the United States. They expose the secret offshore affairs of 35 world leaders, including current and former presidents, prime ministers, and heads of state. They also shine a light on the secret finances of more than 300 other public officials, like government ministers, judges, mayors, and military generals in more than 90 countries. Uh, more than 100 billionaires feature in the leaked data, as well as celebrities, rock stars, business leaders, most using shell companies to hold luxury items such as property and yachts, as well as incognito bank accounts. There's even art ranging from looted Cambodian antiquities from paintings by Picasso and murals by Banksy. On the U.S. end of things, financial secrecy laws in South Dakota have made that state a prime location, according to the papers, for foreigners who want to conceal and protect their assets with tens of millions of dollars tied to people accused of financial crimes and human rights abuses. Sioux Falls, with a population of about 200,000, hosts tens of millions of dollars in trusts belonging to people and companies accused of human rights abuses and other wrongdoing, according to the report. 81 of the offshore accounts detailed in the papers are in South Dakota, making it the state in the U.S. with the largest number of trusts from the report. News outlets involved are expected to publish more details from the Pandora Papers in the upcoming days. Wasn't South Dakota where Mark Dayton was thought to have his trust? 
that. Not, that he, not that he's a human rights violator. I'm not suggesting that. But I, I always thought the story was that. Keep talking. That, that, that that's where Mark Dayton had some money. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, good. Um, I have a question about money. If I delete a, that, do you? If I have a hundred million dollars, <laughs> yeah, go. If I have a hundred million dollars in cash, yeah, um, don't I just make seven percent on that and pay eighty-two percent in capital gains? I have no idea. W- why do I need well, to have no, a shell? No. Go ahead. I'm, I'm asking a, a serious uh, if question. You have, if you have a shell company or an offshore uh, thing, you don't pay any taxes. That's the whole point of them. To avoid okay. paying anything on the But paying but, 18% in taxes on money you, that was made off of interest, that's... Why would you have to pay capital gains tax on an account that of money that's yours? No, but I'm saying every year, you annually, you would make 7% on, and whatever that um, number is, and then you have to pay capital gains taxes on that annually, don't you? No, capital you gains is just capital. on the sale of property. Yeah. So and, when you and, make money on investments, you're still taxed let's, at 50%. Let's, 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 the, let's not do this because none of us know a damn thing. Well, none I do know the, the, the whole Even the guy that has money doesn't have money. The, so the whole point of these accounts, though, is to avoid all that, and, yeah. and most of the time illegally. Okay, that was my question. So it's illegal to have an offshore account? I couldn't, like, say, have an account in the Caymans? I think you could, yes. Well, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> We need a financial expert. What I learned from this story is that there's no honest people. Yeah. That's well, a good thing to but, come away with. Okay, Joe, Joe, no, no, no you, stop. You, the garage logic sense in this is if there is that loophole, and that's yes. on the books as yes. you were smart enough to pay uh, your your accountant enough to find this. Yeah. Through legal means, Johnny right. said stuff, the other stuff is illegal, but there are legal loopholes, and if I had money, I would work like hell to beat but, every dime. But that's Absolutely. not what this story is about. It's not about oh. legal loopholes. Oh. That's the whole point. It's about oh. illegal This is loopholes. the uncovering of people who are surreptitiously doing this against the conventional laws of their own countries. Okay. So oh. if you make money... Just pay your taxes and enjoy it. I'm glad you're successful. You know? I think weekly we should all have a, a segment just like that, talking about the different laws and, and oh, God. means yeah. and financial well, we're, we're all lawyers here. Right. That's, yeah. that's right. That's right. We're newly appointed we're lawyers. We're newly minted this, lawyers. This is what you're going to get yeah. when they remove the bar exam. Right. This is what your lawyers going to Now be we're like. going to do the sea countries. In Croatia, the tax burden is... Five guys, five guys talking about something they know nothing right. about. Yeah. All Garage day. logic. There's something going on out there. That we don't know anything <laughs> exactly. about, and exactly. we're prepared to talk about it at length. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some of the numbers. If you read the story, the King of Jordan, mm-hmm. yeah, million. hot diggity damn, yeah, Holy a lot of money moly. there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, efforts to clean up a massive spill that's closed several beaches and left birds and marine life covered in oil in California, off Orange County. The cleanup continuing this morning. Officials say the damaged pipeline that allowed about 126,000 gallons of oil to spill into the ocean is no longer leaking. The pipeline is connected to an oil platform that's about six miles offshore known as Ellie, which is owned by Houston-based Amplify Energy. 
A couple shootings over the weekend, including one early this morning in Philadelphia, a man accused of going on a deadly crime spree, killing a co-worker and shooting two police officers oh. before he was finally stopped. That happened at Jefferson University Hospital in Philadelphia. Police rushed to Jefferson University in Center City, where officers say a 55-year-old man wearing scrubs walked in, went up to the ninth floor and shot a 42-year-old nursing assistant and killed him. Mm. Police say the suspect had worked at the hospital as a nursing assistant. He was wearing body armor and armed with multiple weapons. The uh, Just after the shooting, officers say the suspect drove off in a U-Haul. Police uh, then found the man waving a large gun in a different area. They had a shootout with a man. Two police officers hit. They should both end up being okay. And the suspect was hit also. He is in critical condition but expected to survive. Um, and I'm not ripping you for this, John, but do you know what yeah. I find the most surprising part of that story? What? We are roughly... 15 minutes into the newscast. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? We've become so desensitized well, to stories like I, this. I couldn't agree more. And the next story I found in a little blurb in the paper that was on the back page. Mm. I just... Uh, this next one, which is a, a whole different shooting. Uh, you're right. They're, they're just not even barely covered anymore. Mm-hmm. It's sad. One person... One person killed and multiple people injured in a possible drive-by shooting at a South Carolina Waffle House Sunday morning. Lee County Sheriff's Department said it happened about 4 in the morning at a, wash, uh, a Waffle House off Interstate 20. name of the person killed has not been released. However, deputies say it was a man from Lee County in his early to mid-20s. Deputies say they are currently looking for a light-colored sedan that was believed to be involved. The four others who were shot expected to recover from their injuries. Nothing ever good happens at a Waffle House. No. No. John, uh, did you see the story in the St. Paul paper? I wonder if you're going to cover this. Uh, Chaska woman is Miss Voluptuous Minnesota 2021. I, did, I didn't I saw even that. see I didn't that. I did see no. that. I did see that. Yeah. No. Yeah. we got to check this out. Kenny's going to check out the competition. She's Rubenesque. She's Rubenesque. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. She is hot is what she is. <laughs> and to make it better, Such, she's a welder. She can repair wow. it. She can tear a motor down and rebuild it and wow. make it run. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. For, that's Kenny's kind of woman. For next, oh, you have no idea, buddy. I see for next year's competition, Kenny on the panel as a celebrity judge. Yeah, and absolutely. They go to, and let's go to judge number three, Kenny Olson. And there's a still shot of him with drool coming out of the side of his mouth. And he can't. He can't speak. I didn't see the story, Kenny. Where Where did you find it? Uh, it's all over the news. Just oh. uh, go to either it. Joe's newspaper or just uh, type in Voluptuous Minnesota. All right. Voluptuous yeah. Minnesota. Attractive uh, gal. Uh, Captain yeah. Kirk is rocketing into space next week. Jeff Bezos' space travel company Blue Origin announced this morning that Star Trek actor William Shatner will blast off from West Texas on October 12th. 90-year-old Shatner tweeted, yes, it's true, I'm going to be a rocket man. It's never too late to experience new things. Bezos, or Bezos, pardon me, I said it wrong. Bezos, the founder of Amazon, is a huge fan of the sci-fi series, even had a cameo as a high-ranking alien in the 2016 He looks like film. a high-ranking alien. He does. <laughs> the 2016 film Star Trek Beyond. His rocket company invited Shatner to fly as a guest. Shatner will become the oldest person to go into space. He'll join three others, two of them paying customers aboard a Blue Origin capsule. He would have been the first actor in space if 
Russia weren't launching an actress and a film director to the International Space Station tomorrow for almost two weeks of movie making. Uh, Shatner's flight, by comparison, will be a lot shorter. It'll be about 10 minutes, reach about 66 miles into space. The capsule will parachute back to the desert floor not far from where it took off. Who read uh, Tom Wolfe's book, The Right Stuff? Yeah, I, I soldiered through. Yeah, I loved it. And uh, think of the grueling preparation that those original astronauts went through. And now it's to the point where they're going to strap this 90-year-old fossil into an infant seat well, and rocket jump. him up and back. Are you kidding <laughs> me? You can pregame. You can board half in the bag. Yeah. And just go up there and crazy. party and smoke doobies. It's like a Las Vegas flight. <laughs> Float around in gravity-free conditions. Yeah, yeah. That's a, ridiculous. Uh, evidently, yeah. SNL did a skit about this um, last Saturday night, which was pretty funny. Huh. Uh, the biggest lottery prize in months grew larger after no ticket matched all five numbers in the Powerball drawn on Saturday night. Estimated jackpot for the drawing tonight, $670 million. Wait, tonight? I thought Powerball was on Wednesday. They, they changed that on uh, in August. I didn't know this either. Oh, uh, well. August 23rd, Powerball drawings are now being held three times a week huh. to increase interest. Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 9.59 hour time. I tried to get a Powerball ticket the other day at the gas station. The kid didn't know which one was the Powerball how was ticket. That, how'd that exchange go? <laughs> hey, uh, Tiger, how about... Uh, when it gets that high, I'll buy one ticket. you got a 50-50 chance. You're going to get a shell company in Puerto Rico? Yes, uh, hell, you're damn right I would. <laughs> I'll listen every day, Joe. Yeah, I'll listen likes every day. To say. I'll yeah. listen every day. I can't make that promise. You'd be dead in three weeks. <laughs> You'd be dead in three weeks. You'd be looking for a new producer. I'd be burning every meatloaf known to man across the country. <laughs> John, are you aware of a fellow named uh, Gordon Klein who is suing UCLA? I've learned this from uh, not, no. from Barry Weiss. She was the woman mm -hmm. who left the New York Times yep. seeing the light. And uh, his name is Gordon uh, Klein, and he said, my... Uh, uh, my uh, the hell, where's the first sentence? Well, he's, he's suing because he's been asked to gr uh, grade with greater leniency uh, for black classmates and others in class. Recently, I, I was suspended from my job for refusing to treat my black students as lesser than their non-black peers. Right. That's his opening sentence. Okay. Huh. Uh, and he said that uh, he quotes a letter that he received from a student who says, we are writing to express our tremendous concern about the impact of this final exam it uh, was a class on tax principles and law, and the, the kid wrote, uh, we're concerned about the impact that this exam and project will have on mental and physical health of our black classmates. And he notes, uh, parenthetically, there was no project in this class, and it was unclear to me who the we in this case was. I suspected the student simply used a form letter he found online and neglected to change the subject. The unjust murders of Ahmad Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd, the life-threatening actions of Amy Cooper, and the violent conduct of the University of California Police Department have led to fear and anxiety, which is further compounded by the disproportionate effects of COVID-19 on the black community. As we approach finals week, we recognize that these conditions place black students at an unfair academic disadvantage due to traumatic circumstances out of control. Uh, the student then requested that the final be a no-harm exam, meaning it should be counted only if it boosted one's grade. This is not a joint effort to get finals canceled for non-black students, but rather an ask that you exercise compassion and leniency with black students in our major. Parenthetically, as I noted in my legal complaint, the student 
clarified in a subsequent conversation with the university investigator that he intended that the requested adjustments apply to black students and not the class generally. In other words, uh, uh, he said academia has so corrupted that we're, we're, we're now hollowed out corpses devoid of their original meaning. Today, diversity means ideological homogeneity, homo, homogeneity, hom, homogenize. Milk. <laughs> say milk. Oh, and uh, inclusion and inclusion means the exclusion of some from a taxpayer-supported university to favor others deemed more deserving of, edu- of an educational springboard. Okay, I'm not going to read the thing. It's the failed academy, and the some of these professors are uh, starting to call it out. So wonderful. Yeah, it's a failed academy. Yeah, but John. they're not staying. Huh? They're all getting fired, and they're or they're all leaving. Well, we had this, the, the Wall Street Journal story yeah. a couple of weeks ago from I the know. guy that yeah. said he's out of here. Anybody get Red Savoy over the weekend? Rookie, you did. You told me about it. I did. I did slop in for a slice. I didn't get the whole pizza because I was alone, and uh, I'm going to keep using that. Amateur. No, you I'm going to keep using the whole one by yourself. I want to watch my weight, too, so I don't need the entire pizza if Got I'm alone. It. I'm just going to get it. And the slices are huge. It's not a thin slice. Well, and also you can pick up that new adult mac and cheese. Yeah. This isn't that orange junk that comes out of a cardboard box. <laughs> you got to remember this for next, of when you're watching the Vikes. Yeah. That's a great way to have a uh, like an appetizer or something. You don't have to eat it like mac and cheese. You can dip chips in there. Chicken, bacon, mac, regular mac and yes. cheese. It's got Parmesan, yes. mozzarella, and cheddar, and just the right amount of Alfredo sauce. There are oh. 16 locations for this comfort food that will put you into a coma. Not to mention the pizzas are the original soda style. Cut and squares are the best in town. There's 16 locations. And in each pizza box, you'll get a raffle ticket not a raffle ticket what do you call a those pull tab. a pull tab and you can win stuff including pop and I, I don't like to say the word cookie but you can win uh, yeah, you can win all one. kinds of stuff <laughs> salads pasta wings uh as well as money off your next purchase and the grand prize which is free pizza for a year jailers you can go to the red savoy app or find out more at uh, savoypizza.com It's the end of the world as we... What? Yes, what just happened? I have okay. a phone. <laughs> Rook, what do you got? I've got uh, candles at home that are not boring because I am not going to burn boring candles. Neither are you if you're buying from SpiralLightCandles.com. Huge, successful campaign at the Minnesota State Fair. Well, they've closed up shop, but they still have available to you For anniversary gifts, Christmas gifts, Halloween. It's another nice candle holiday where you can buy them online, spirallightcandles.com. And I've got a special cylinder index candle still available. And it's not even a secret. You just go to spirallightcandles.com, their website, scroll all the way down to the bottom and click on the GL logo to order your CI candle. They're going to be adding all sorts of new scents as well, but that CI candle is perfect for the CI girl or the GLer in your life. Stop burning boring candles, and you can with SpiralLightCandles.com. Tell them the Rook sent you. I'm still getting emails about that Shell Ferrari commercial that oh. apparently has been around for years, but we only learned about it uh, last week. Bob says, where is the Shell car video posted? Well, I don't know. Well, you have it. You posted it. Yeah, on all of our social media channels. Okay. 
Facebook, Twitter. I believe it's also on Instagram, although you I just do not find it on YouTube. Go to the yeah. Google. Yeah. What's the big yeah. deal? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, garage wood. Joe, this weekend I completed a project with a rotted out crank out window. I replaced the rotted section of the window with an old cedar plank from an old bunk bed that I had dismantled 10 years ago. Just another example of garage wood saving the day and lots of money. I couldn't upload more than one file, but the end result was the window is back and fit just as it was before, and it's weather tight. That's uh, an example. Didn't you make a distinction between saved wood and garage wood, or not? Well, it sounds to me like when he dismantled the bunk bed, he just threw the wood in the garage as garage wood. Okay. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joe, been listening to the podcast since I discovered them about a year ago. I love the term, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. As I was driving home from a Lowe's, where, incidentally, I spent about an hour exploring the nuts and bolts of life, a song came on that I thought was tailor-made for that saying. It's called Way Out Here by Josh Thompson. It was released in 2010, and it was one of my favorites. I haven't heard it in several years. You should give it a listen. Always pushing back, because that's what I do, John Martinson in Hope Mills, North Carolina. Anybody familiar with that song? I'm not. No. no. Way out here. If John Hyde isn't familiar with it, I, I'm excused from being familiar with it. Uh, also, on this, only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalonga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day in 1869 that a tunnel collapse occurred uh, at the Mississippi River around St. Anthony. Uh, it cut power sources for miles along the river. Local citizens worked to plug the hole until the river froze, and then a dam was built to allow for more permanent measures. The repair job would require 10 years to compete. And that's all this state has to offer for the date of October 4th. What a boring day. What a boring... It's, it's been a week. It's been a week lately. Make We're not, something up. Make something up. Uh, <laughs> on October 4th in, uh, in 1885, uh, James... A UFO J- landed. Well, that might be a little far. Well, how about this? On October 2nd, almost October 3rd, Reavers almost burned down a cabin. Uh, Reavers didn't even own. Committed a sin. Reavers committed a a major (laughs) sin and will be going to meatloaf hell. Thank you, GLers. Hey, how are you? Hey. Rook, which of that the was G- a stall tech. That was yes, a verbal was. crush, wasn't it? I was there? not uh, ready for the mayor to throw it to the end of the show. You know, hey. what I, you know what you can do? You can go to PodMN to find out other podcasts like Table Talk when you find out exactly how Matthew Jr. pulled off a very intricate proposal. Uh, it's pretty fun listening, and it's, uh, it's enjoyable. So listen to Table Talk. You can find them at PodMN or on your computer. Go to PodMN.com. I don't have any video, or I would have posted some on the Garage Logic YouTube page, which you can subscribe to by just going to YouTube and searching for Garage Logic. And while you're there, even though it might not be up right now, why don't you check out the Garage Logic Facebook page for uh, insights and tidbits that you will enjoy? That's Facebook Garage Logic. Happy Monday, bros. <laughs>